It was the night of October 12, 1984. Angela Samoto went to the Texas State Fair with two of her closest friends, Russell Buchanan and Anita Catalod. After some time at the fair, the three decided to end their night at the Rio Room Dance Club. Little after midnight, Angela drove the two friends home and visited her boyfriend, Ben McCall. She then returned to her own apartment, and around 1.45 a.m., Angela called Ben in a slight panic. A man was in her apartment and asked to use the phone and bathroom. She then abruptly hung up the phone, claiming she would call Ben back, but never did. Early the next morning of October 13, 1984, Angela Simota's lifeless body was found in her off-campus apartment, naked, raped, and stabbed to death. Angela Marie Samoda was born September 19, 1964, in Alamed, California, to her parents Frank and Beth Ruth Samoda. She was a 20-year-old junior enrolled at Southern Methodist University in Dallas, Texas, studying computer science and electrical engineer. In addition to her double major, Samoda was a sister of the Zeta Alpha sorority. Angela's friends and family described her as a well-educated student who cared heavily about her academics and would often study very late at night. The night of October 12th, Angela and her friend, Russell Buchanan, who was about four or five years older than her, and already established himself in a profession as an architect. Angela was great at networking and believed Russell would be a good connection, so she invited him out with her friend, along with Anita Khaled, who was a student also in Dallas. Angela's boyfriend, Ben McCall, was invited out with the three, but was unable to join as he had to be up super early for a job as a construction supervisor. The trio headed to the Texas State Fair for a short while, leading them to the end of the night at the Rio Room Dance Club, also located in Dallas. After a night of dancing and partying, the three left together in Samoda's car. David Skeleto, a Rio Room employee, testified that Samoda did not appear to be intoxicated when her and her friends left the club that night. Angela dropped Buchanan off his, at his apartment on Matilda Street, which was about seven miles from her own. Anita was supposed to spend the night with Angela, but changed her mind, leading Samoda to stop by her boyfriend's house to say goodnight after dropping Anita off. She then returned to her own apartment on Amesbury Drive. At around 1.45 a.m., Angela called McCall, and when he answered, her first words were, talk to me. From there, the conversation was odd, and McCall claims she appeared to be very nervous. Samoda began to ramble when she finally told Ben that a man was in her apartment to use a bathroom and telephone. It was unclear to law enforcement when the man arrived at her apartment and whether or not Angela agreed to let him in or not. She then proceeded to tell McCall if there was a payphone at the convenience store by her home. McCall testified that he heard her reply to the answer of yes to the man, and then she told Ben she would call him back. Yet, Angela never called him back. Ben McCall began driving to Angela's apartment when she never responded when he called her back twice. He tried opening the door to her apartment, but it was locked. So he drove down to the convenience store that Simona asked about while they were on the phone, but she wasn't there either. So he called 911. Police officers arrived at her apartment, and when no one answered the, the door, they kicked it in. Upon entering the apartment, they found Angela Simona dead on her bed, fully naked and covered in blood. As her legs dangled from each side of the bed with her eyes fully open. Simona's remains were transported to the Texas Medical Examiner's Office where an autopsy revealed she was stabbed in the chest 18 times, with 10 of the wounds going through her heart and lungs, resulting in Simona's death. After finding her body and autopsy results, the police came up with three prime suspects, the first being Russell Buchanan.
He had gone out with Anita and Angela to the fair in the club the night of the murder. Next was Ben McCall, Samoda's current boyfriend. He was the first and only person to report the crime. And lastly was Angela's ex-boyfriend. His name was never publicly announced, but it was shown that he previously cut up Angela's clothes and threatened her with a knife when they broke up in the past. After blood and semen from the rape kit were collected from Angela Samoda's body, experts were able to determine the killer's blood type. McCall and Samoda's ex-boyfriend from her hometown blood type did not match, so they were excluded from the initial suspect, leaving one suspect left, Buchanan, as he was now the only suspect, along with matching blood type. Because of this, Russell was kept under 24-hour surveillance for six months, where law enforcement would watch his every move and often pick him up from his job to take him to the station for questioning. Officers on the case were so certain that Russell Buchanan was Samoda's murdered and tried everything in their power to get him to confess. During the six-month surveillance, Sheila Woski, Angela's roommate and best friend, agreed to go to a dinner with Buchanan. He came and picked her up, and they went to dinner at a place called August Moon. Sheila quotes, I wasn't acting like myself because all I could think about is how I was sitting next to a murderer. The only reason why Sock believed Russell was guilty because the police said he did it. During dinner, Buchanan explains to Sheila how in questioning when the police and detectives, they held up a photo of Angela Samoda's body. And they said, she dropped you off. You were mad because you wanted to have sex with her. So you went down to your apartment and she let you in. You had sex with her. You had sex with her and she started screaming. So you stabbed her. You stabbed her and stabbed her 18 more times. After dinner, Sheila explained that she believed Buchanan didn't do it, and she suggested a really famous attorney for him, called Richardson Racehorse Haynes. After Russell Buchanan's six-month surveillance period was over, detectives brought him into the station for a lie detector test, which he passed with flying colors. Angela Samoto's case then turned into a cold case and was untouched for 20 years. During these 20 years, Samoto's best friend Sheila made around 700 calls to the Dallas police police department, insisting they take another look at her case, as her rapist and murderer were still out there. She meets with the detectives that were on Samoda's case every so often and became very close with them that she even invited him to her wedding in 1988. Wysock told BBC News in 2018 that the most heartbreaking part of those calls was that they said no other person called in the 20 years. Wysock explained that Angela's murder was the most traumatic event on her life she dropped out of college and slept on her mom's floor for almost two years. By 2004, 20 years after Angela was brutally murdered, Sheila moved to Texas and had two sons. While doing Bible study homework one night, she remembers reading and looking to the right and seeing her best friend Angela sitting there, smiling. Sheila told BBC News again, I don't know if I believe in ghosts, but I have a lot of faith. And I believe that these are messages, and at that moment I thought, it's time. She leaned over the nightstand and called the Dallas Police Department and asked to speak to the cold case division. Within seconds, the receptionist told Sheila there is no designated cold case division. So she asked for the detective she knew and left a message. This detective was the one invited to Sheila's wedding because they were that close, but he never called her back, ever. So that night, in her early 40s, Sheila Wysock decided to become a private investigator. At nights, her oldest son would read all the Tennessee laws that she had to know And then a couple months passed, she passed her exam and obtained her private investigator's license. Finally, a female named Detective Linda Crum came to Sheila, and together they reopened Angela Samoda's case. 
The rape kit that was done on Angela and more evidence that quote-unquote got lost in the flood was rediscovered, along with Angela's fingernails, which is DNA, meaning she fought back to her predator, and as well as semen DNA from the murderer. In 1984, DNA testing was brand new, but now, 20 years later, it's a power of forensic tool. Yet, it takes months to process. The DNA was sent in 20, 2008 and received in 2009. Sheila Wysock picks up the phone from the de female detective as her response to her hello was, we got him. Sheila was anxiously waiting for the name Russell Buchanan to recirculate, yet when the murderer's name was announced to her, she was baffled. Donald Best was a name she had never even heard before. Donald Best was Angela Samota's rapist and murderer. Best was a serial rapist out on parole, serving a 25-year sentence for aggravated assault and kidnapping when he raped and murdered Angela. Detectives theorized that Best spotted Samota, targeted her, and finally made his way into her apartment to use the phone. The semen DNA matched him, but Best was already in jail in 20, 2008. The serving a life sentence prison for another unrelated rape, assault, and kidnapping case. In 2010, Donald Best stood trial for the third time while several women, including Donald's ex-wife, took the stand. They testified how he sexually assaulted them, making the trial last four days. A jury subsequently found Donald Best guilty of all charges against him within an hour, sentencing him to the death penalty. He is now incarcerated at the Hospital Galveston Unit in Texas, remaining on death row with no execution date set. Russell Buchanan and Sheila Wysock visited Angela's grave together and spoke about their past and both their persistence. The cloud of murderous guilt that hung over Buchanan for too long was now finally gone, and Sheila continued to work as a private investigator as an outpour of responses from people around the world kept her going, allowing for other families to find closer closure like she was able to. In 2016, the Dallas Police Department reestablished a unit specifically de dedicated to cold cases in honor of Angelina Samota. Angelina Samota's family and friends now have justice. Sources from this case come from the Criminal Journal, Oxygen True Crime, BBC News, The Cinemaholic, Penn State Education, and True Crime Medium.